Good morning, I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking in the beautiful blast KLGO, the word studios, 1490 True Talk Radio. Reminding you that we're streaming live at klgo.net. You can also catch up with Evelyn and I at lovetalknetwork.com. And of course, in the studio with me is founder, creator, director of Love Talk, all around great person and First Lady of Love, Miss Evelyn Davison. Uh, good morning, Miss Vonda. Uh, great grandmother too. You have to add that little bit oh, in yeah. there. Oh okay. yeah. When we do the greats, we need to stick yeah, on great that grandmother. Yeah, not that we're great, but that we got the great. Well, I can tell you, every day as you know, we're talking earlier. Uh, it gets just harder to get older. It is not easy. <laughs> That's the it's biggest, not for wimps, is it? No, it's the biggest job of life. We think, you know, getting ready for parenting is, but uh, as you move into that senior part of life. But, Cindy, it is exciting, and this has been a very exciting. It's been a very um, labor uh, of love this week as so many things have, are coming together, and we have such, we've got schedules that are just uh, before us that are very exciting. And uh, so things are you know, while we look at America as a whole, it America's in confusion today. Uh, the heart of America, the soul of America is breaking. And one of the things that we're so excited about is the next couple of months that we'll be working uh, in regard to uh, preparing the heart of America to make the choices that are going to uh, just not only continue but solidify the liberty and the freedom they have in this nation to serve the living God in the person of the Lord Jesus. And so there are some things coming up we talk about. This week's been busy for me because, well, I, you know, a week ago Friday I had the surgery, and so I've been really spending a lot of time just thinking and praying and, and outlining some things that we have to do. And one of the opportunities that has been offered to me is to do an op-ed piece for the Austin American Statesman on uh, what Christians are doing about the upcoming election. And we have subtitled that Praying for the Heart of America because that was our theme last spring as you designed those uh, yard signs that we put out all over the city uh, saying Praying for the Heart of America. And we also are working with our good friends at Reagan Billboard to put up some billboards during the month of October. And we've got four of those sponsored already. Uh, just people called up and said, I want to do one. Uh, just from a few emails. So lots of things are in the mix for us to begin to get ready, not only for the school year that we are We'll begin, I guess, on Monday, but to move forward in being God's ambassador for love in this nation and standing guard over those constitutional rights that we have individually and nationally to be his representative of truth and freedom and love. Well, let's talk about a few of those things on the calendar. I want to let our listening audience know, of course, that we have a uh, partner in Love Talk with us. Of course, we have our uh, our financial partners, our sponsors mm-hmm. that have been a part of Love Talk for 25 years. But we have uh, someone who comes and and uh, sits with us on a semi-regular basis. We're hoping <laughs> to draft her on a more regular basis. We're we're looking at the draft of the internship. That's right. <laughs> And that's Kathy Indebrock, and Kathy has a ministry called Let's Pray Today. And I just want to, we're going to be talking 
specifically with her and directed towards her yes. today. But I want to just say good morning to you and let our listening audience know that you're joining us. Good morning. I have been looking forward to this all week long. You have no idea. I I had never knew that being drafted could be so much fun. <laughs> Well, I tell you, one thing we look for when we come in this studio, uh, Kathy, and uh, in just another month, two months, uh, we will celebrate, begin the 29th year of Christian radio with Love Talk in this city, uh, is that we don't get really serious about a lot of things other than the seriousness of God's love for us Mm. and the plan that he has for us. And it's individual. It's not just, you know, a national plan, but it's a plan for you and your family, a plan for me and my family and for Cindy and her family. So So we do welcome you today. Evelyn, let's walk through a few of those things that are going on. And Kathy, if you've got some things on the calendar we don't know about, be sure and chime in. Uh, you, you mentioned going back to school. Now, I'm just going to say, for the record, I think that I must have Jewish heritage someplace in me <laughs> because, to me, September is always the start of the year. Do you know what I mean? I uh-huh. just have, I, you know, January is, we, re, we celebrate January as the new year, mm-hmm. but for me, September is always the beginning of the year, going back to school. It's always a big kickoff. It brings a lot of change and getting ready for a new year. It's a lot of excitement. It has been a busy week just getting those last-minute things in place and getting the girls ready to uh, go in Monday morning. Oh, Monday. Okay, so we have Monday, and then I have a nephew that starts college on Tuesday, so we've been spending time, a little bit of time this week. Mm -hmm. I know his parents have spent more, so Everybody is in go mode. And uh, after that, of course, we're going to be looking at uh, the September 25th fall extravaganza with the Austin Pregnancy Resource Center. That's Lori DeVias' group. And that will be, Evelyn, I know you're a part of that on the 25th of September, those who have gone before. Mm-hmm. Uh, September 26th, of course, will be See You at the Poll, the fourth Wednesday in September, where kids children across America call on their father, uh, meet together at the poll to pray, sometimes mm-hmm. with teachers, sometimes with parents. And, uh, we and superintendents, mm-hmm. Indian principals, they, they are not leadership um, people. They are participants, but they certainly do participate in that. That's mm-hmm. right. Then October 3rd through the 7th, I know Kathy and I'll be up in Washington, D.C. at the summons, at the solemn assembly where the part of the 40 days of prayer leading up into the election. We'll be going to visit. I guess you'll be going to see John Carter. Uh, I'm going to see Lloyd Doggett. Oh, our congressman. You're going to Lloyd Doggett? I'm going to pray for you. (laughs) John Carter's a good friend, so he'll receive. He's a wonderful. We we actually, as you know, we spent the summer, the first half of the summer in D.C., and um, Congressman Carter was so generous, and Mm -hmm. his staff were so wonderful, giving us some incredible tours and helping us to see the city and understand government in ways that we just had no idea. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, and then after after that, Evelyn, on October 27th, what's going to be going on? Well, that is our annual, we call it F-U-N-D, uh, 
experience. It's our fundraiser. We have a lot of fun. We are again going to the quarries, which is Hyde Park High School. Uh, it will be on a Saturday evening. Um, we're going to have some country music to kick it off about 6 o'clock, and then, you know, 6.30 or closer to 7, we'll begin some of the activities that are involved. We have four speakers this year instead of just one, and they all will be profiling God's answer to prayer in some major, major uh, time periods in their life. One talks about the death of a son and how God ministered. Another about uh, praying that God would give children and how God miraculously, after 25 years, uh, mm. made that possible. And then this family now has two precious daughters. And then... Uh, a couple of other things we've we've got um, we've got some really good structured programming but the most important thing it is the time of the year when we say thank you to our coordinators like Kathy as they come in and have an opportunity to bring an auction item so that uh, we can have fun with an auction and uh, they can receive some of the funds they need for the media uh, in their own areas, and the same applies for the general media fund, which is what I, you and I work on as we work on uh, newspaper or print and on the billboards. And people who want billboards have their name on them. That will be a possibility. We'll also have that on the website. But it is going to be an exciting evening, and we would ask you now to go to the website. All of these things, Cindy, are in the Good News Journal, and that came out this week. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, it's available in all the Walmarts now, plus probably about half of the Taco Bells. There are 56 Taco Bells owned by our good friends, uh, Dirk Dozier and his crew, uh, in churches, uh, central markets. We have about 500 locations in central Texas now where you can pick up the journal. But just as important, uh, you can read it online, and you can do that at um, thegoodnewsjournal.net. So these are things that are that are a part of our life, apart from our coming here on Saturday morning and just having fun being together and talking to beautiful and precious people like that. I want to just mention uh, briefly for the Freedom Dinner, um, you know, National Day of Prayer, because of the efforts and the legacy that you have built uh, here in Central Texas has some really um, outstanding um, partnerships. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them is with Taco Bell. And, right. of course, Chick-fil-A and Texas Disposal Service. And just, you know, in, there, there are a number of them. I mm-hmm. don't mean to highlight Rudy's, one over the other. Hamburgers. But yeah. I wanted to talk about Taco Bell because this last year Taco Bell took on the uh, opportunity of having National Day of Prayer in some of their Taco Bells around Texas. They're going to do more of that this next year. We're excited about that. But they are the corporate sponsor for the dinner, and therefore we'll all be having a Taco Bell dinner. Now, I love that because I've gone and sat at more stuffy banquets than I hope to tell you. <laughs> I have been on that chicken circuit, and it leaves me just cold. Yeah. And so when we have that opportunity to have that kind of casual, mm. real mm-hmm. deal time mm-hmm. together, 
And the beauty of having an underwriter corporate sponsor like that, I want to just say thank mm-hmm. you, Taco Bell. Absolutely. And uh, look forward to coming because of that, because I guarantee you it won't be rubber chicken on the plate. <laughs> I, I, can I put in my order now for a Nacho Supreme? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's going to be a fajita and taco oh, salad bar too. so that our friends can make their own. Uh, it That's that's what we're planning on and so we are trying to develop that but yes we certainly want to say thank you today to our good friend Dirk Dozier his wife Kay and to um, Caleb Sterling and Don Barton and mm-hmm. all those people mm-hmm. there who mm. through the years have helped us yeah. they serve on our executive committee and we are just thrilled yeah. that they cooperate and thank with you us. Evelyn for doing that well it is almost time for us to take our break we're going to come back and we're going to we're going to drill our plan <laughs> at the end of rock. This is Love Talk on the Word. Go to the deep of the love well. <laughs> Good morning. I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the Word Studios, 1490 AM, True Talk Radio, reminding you that we're streaming live at klgo.net. You can also catch up with Evelyn and I for our latest blog and the audio portion of this program at lovetalknetwork.com. You know, we spent the first segment of our program talking about the things that are either in the news or on the calendar, and there is so much in the news right now. But today, because we have special guest with us, mm-hmm. Kathy Endebrock of mm-hmm. uh, Let's Pray, to founder of Let's Pray Today, and also the Georgetown National Day of Prayer coordinator, we wanted to uh, talk about some of the things that we have been talking about. You know, we've been in this series on leaving a love legacy. Mm. And really, Kathy, that conversation came out of the thinking of where we are as a nation coming out of 4th of July and coming up into the elections because there's such a tendency in the conversation and dialogue in the nation to think that um, it's all about the other guy, mm. what the other guy's going to do or vote or, or ciphering through how we're going to vote so that there's a ton of attention on the White House. You know, that was never our forefathers, our founding fathers in the nation, or the biblical forefathers to be so focused on the other guy. The thing about Christianity that makes it unique is we have a personal relationship with the founder of all and the author of all. Makes a big difference. It does make a difference. And he basically says, hey, because you have a relationship with me, then it's every person has their own promise 
Mm-hmm. And I have a plan for each person. And so we we walk together in community, yet we don't we're not made to spend a lot of time waiting on the other guy to get it right. That's right. We spend our lives in a relationship with God, not so much about being right, but about him transforming us, our hearts, pursuing our hearts, transforming our minds, making us into the image of God. And so we that's what the spiritual legacy conversation has been about. And we've wrapped it around seven principles. And while you were off gallivanting around the country, <laughs> having a good time, Evelyn and I slaving away here in the radio station, mm-hmm. anyway. Now, while you were doing that, we talked about Three major principles, and we're going to go back through because we really wanted to pick your brain about some of those. Oh, I hope there's something there. <laughs> Dig deep in her heart, Oh, Cindy. I know. You know we're going to be gentle and loving. And when you wrote a little piece on the difference between heritage and legacy, because we're not talking just about heritage here. As a matter of mm-hmm. fact, that's why we've called this leaving a spiritual legacy, because that's what we're all called to do. If you're calling yourself a Christ follower, a right. Christian, then each one of us will have a spiritual legacy because we were formed and made by God for such a time as this. Absolutely. And even though our footprint may be light and temporary on the earth, for him, it was significant enough to make us, form us, none of us mm. the same, none of us cookie cutter, none of us with the same plan. Well, Cindy, when you look at the difference between legacy and heritage, it's really hard to be definitive. But legacy uh, falls more in the line of the legal part, and we would you know, line that up with governmental today. But uh, it's usually something that's left by a person or a culture. Uh, by the way, of uh, you know, will, uh, inheritance, a, re- a bequest, anything of maybe monetary value or tangible value uh, that has come to that person from either someone who's given it to them or they have worked for it or predis- uh, <clears throat> a predecessor. Uh, but the thing about legacy is it does fall into that, that responsibility area. We in this nation are responsible to leave a legacy of God's footprints for the next generation to follow. So that's how we approach it from that point of view. Now, heritage is something that's passed from birthrights. You know, like in the Old Testament, you know, there's always the birthright, the one that was favored. It's most often intangible, but it's so valuable for preserving family um, genealogy, family uh, lineage, or even the lineage or the heritage or the bloodline of a nation. Because we look back at our founding fathers, as you mentioned earlier, and it it is often associated with DNA. And so the difference basically is very minimal. But when you look at it, usually legacy comes from the legal point of view, like the governmental, where you leave a written will. Old Covenant, it was made by the hands-on blessing. And so when we look at America's heritage today, that is what's been given to us as a gift, a very special gift. And it was bought and, and fought for, Cindy, by those heroes of the faith like Abraham Lincoln and George Washington and Samuel Adams, those guys that sought 
direction and instruction from God. And so while it's a gift of liberty and freedom, it's also a gift of favor and blessing. And that is the thing that we have got to get a picture of as we move forward with rearing our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren and stabilizing every part of the government, the legal part of our nation, so that they too will have an opportunity to experience and value the heritage that we have as Christians. And Kathy, I don't know, you probably have a a fresher, uh, younger viewpoint of that as you look at your children, and and we're going to be talking about that today. Oh, I mean, I love everything that that you're saying here. I mean, I think that heritage is that physical component of what is passed down. The legacy is that spiritual component of what is being passed down. And what we've inherited as a nation in in, in these amazing um, documents the the Bill of Rights, our our Constitution, receiving those, um, what those have achieved within our country has never been achieved in any nation of the world, yet we need to see those documents through legacy, the spiritual legacy that has been handed down to us. I mean, those were not, those documents when they were formed, they were not meant to be taken out and away from the legacy with which they were handed down to us. And, I mean, I think we see this same principle uh, throughout the Old Testament in those kings that were coming down and, and passing down a rich heritage to their people, but also a legacy. And, Cindy, as you were saying earlier, it's so important to look at yourself. And, you know, King David, the greatest king that ever lived, we see throughout the Psalms, he was focused on the Lord purifying his heart testing him, growing in the, the character of, of the Lord and loving the Lord's precepts. And and we see that when David focused first on that relationship with the Lord, then the Lord grew him and brought about a heritage for the people that was mm-hmm. unsurpassed in world history. You know, one of the things that you've both hit on so well, and we talked about this a little bit in, in reviewing where we've been when we've talked about unalienable rights and inalienable rights. And one of the things that I know concerns you so much, Evelyn, is that instilled in those in those incredibly original documents by the forefathers are these godly precepts of the things that come directly from mm-hmm. God. And having come directly from God then, they are not about entitlement. They are about empowerment. Mm -hmm. And all the other cultures that our forefathers were walking out of, see, they couldn't break through the caste systems in any Mm -hmm. number of uh, cultures, whether it was in an Eastern culture or a Western culture, because you had a title that was passed from one person to the next, and you became automatically a gentleman and automatically someone of class. And what was taking place in America is that everyone had equal say in the dialogue, and people educated themselves to the degree that they could enter in to that and it didn't matter if they were a dock worker or they were in a mm-hmm. merchant or they were a statesman they all had equal value and that's what makes these documents and these precepts of relationship with God so powerful is that our documents were not founded so that people could become entitled mm-hmm. our documents were founded 
so that they would be empowered by those things that came through the bloodline of God, not the bloodline of man, not our heritage, but the bloodline of God, our responsibility towards God that we would live toward those principles and in relationship with God. And so those are the things that we're going to be talking about as we review these principles and have this conversation with Kathy today about the first principle, made in the image of God. The second principle, God's hand over us, where we'll talk about marriage, and God's hope and heart for the family. Now, Kathy, I want you to just give us just a a one-second take on what we're going to hear from you. One-minute take. Yeah, we oh. have three generations in it. Do you realize this? I'm the oldest. Cindy is the middle one, and you are the young chicken, honey. So we want to hear you cackle. <laughs> what, what, is, what is the one precept that you're going to bring to us across all three of these principles? It's really summed up in what we see in Mark, Luke, and Deuteronomy consistently where we are told, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and strength. And the, knowing that the Lord is after our heart. He is after the heart of our children. So learning how to have a relationship with um, your spouse, have a relationship with your husband um, before the Lord in an open-hearted way where we are looking at not um, – parenting and raising our family with an Old Testament understanding of, of rules and, and discipline, but taking that and stretching it across to new principles, New Testament principles of the the heart, growing the heart, the relationship for the Lord, not dumping out the Old Testament, but taking it across in light of the New Testament um, teaching and principles that Christ gives us through grace. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about Knowing, growing, and glowing. This is Love Talk on the Word. Good morning, I am Cindy Vonna, love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word studios, 1490 AM, True Talk Radio, streaming live at klgo.net. You can also catch up with Love Talk on lovetalknetwork.com for the latest blog and this audio portion of the program. In the studio with me today are two gorgeous, lovely, love ladies, (laughs) Evelyn Davison and Kathy Endebrock, and we We are talking about leaving a love legacy, leaving a spiritual legacy and what that means. And we've been walking through Evelyn and I and laying some foundation for that. And today we want to talk about it on a really personal level. 
you know, so that we we really talk about it from the heart, which Kathy summed up beautifully in our last segment. So that all that we're going to be talking about now, when we say principle, oftentimes that's we try to come through. We come through with scriptures, and we come through with uh, the things that say these are the principles, these are the precepts. But today we're really talking about What's going on in the heart? What is God's Alive. heart mm. when he said these things, wrote these things, laid these things out? What was going on? And we're starting first with that made in the image of God because, you know, that that um, either gets dismissed in our age right now because, you know, well, there's the debate about is there a God? Well, it's you know, the new bosun thing. Yeah. It's any the matter. Or, yeah. you know, the image of God is you can be, you can warp it with this take, which is that I'm my own God, mm. you know, and so we're made in the image of God so we can all be little gods. You know, we've got all this stuff going on around. But really what God was getting at in the main and the image of God is that he was giving us his heart. Mm. You know, he's giving us. Made in the image of God means that we would be those conveyors of the heart of God to a world looking for God. And so, Evelyn, I, I want you to talk a little bit about that. And then, Kathy, I want you to spend... Uh, your time talking about how you demonstrate straight to your children the heart of God and how do you communicate their uniqueness as in made in the image mm-hmm. of God. Well, Cindy, uh, under Old Covenant, um, the, the instruction uh, and direction that God gave them was through rules and regulations. I mean, he had to give them a way to know how to discipline, self-discipline their lives. And it, uh, like in every culture, it just uh, did not set well, and the people of God became further and further away from the heart of God. And so Ezekiel was one of the early prophets, and God spoke to him and gave him a message for us today. And it said this, Ezekiel was very discouraged about how the nation of Israel was developing and how they were not developing and all those hard issues that were a part of lifestyle at that time. And God said, okay, Ezekiel, just wake up and wait a minute here because I've got a plan. And my plan is this. There's going to come a time in the future when I'm going to take out the old, cold, stony hearts of these people and put in a brand new heart. And we know that brand new heart was the heart of love that Jesus came and brought us because it is through him and through the power of the Spirit that we get directly from God what God put through a stone of rules and regulations. And so as we live that out today, uh, it's misunderstood in a lot of ways, but it is also a very, very understandable principle by which we live. I have lived in my generation. You lived in yours. And, Kathy, you are living and teaching your children and even your husband today in this regard. Yeah. I, I mean, one of the things that we focus on is allowing the our, our, our girls to be open-hearted and for them to see um our hearts, if you will, what gives us joy, what touches our heart. When we're talking about things, through what lens do we talk about those things? Do we, do we consider scripture when we're trying to decide what's right and wrong? 
um, the girls laugh often because I'll be in the kitchen cooking and I will not have a gr- an ingredient. And they'll hear me say, Father, I need help. I, I don't know what to do here. I do not have this ingredient and I'm too far into this. What do I put into this meal? And um, they'd just they'd be like, Mama's talking to Jesus while she's cooking again. But, it you know, I will tell you, I don't know how many times that the Lord has taken care of our dinner because... I want to wear a chef's hat, but he wears a crown. And so I know that he can show me what to put into these meals. And, um, you know, when we go to church on Sunday, we get excited about going to church on Sunday. And, you know, I remember growing up and going to church was more of a drudgery. You had to go make the donuts. and um, Make Go make, go make the donuts. Go make the donuts. You know, yeah, you remember that commercial, that long, that oh, from a long time commercial from I a long time you ago. Were saying you had to make all the donuts for the church. Oh no, I wouldn't be excited either. But, I got you. Okay. The guy who had the baker who had to get up early morning. Was, yes. Okay, got you. And it was it was difficult. It was a drudgery, but you had to do it because there was some Christian guideline out there that said you must go to church in order to be a good Christian. Well, we want the girls to see that we love to go to church. I mean, we wouldn't miss a Sunday. We get to worship. We get to be with friends. We get to learn. We get to spend time in the Word. And so having them experience the the joy uh, and the excitement and the adventure of being a Christian and what a thrill it is that the Christian life is the, truly the exceptional life. It is truly the adventure. And um, so, you know, I think Christ is just such a part of our family. The, the girls, um, you know, they don't, you know, sometimes they question what an oddball mama is. But when I see them going and doing the same thing, I think, <laughs> yeah, they're getting it. <laughs> well, I want to ask you another question about uh, how do you communicate uh, to your girls, this concept of made in the image of God, their uniqueness. Oh, my goodness. That is so important for them to know, yes, that they are set apart, that they are completely unique and special in the Lord's eyes. And, you know, Cindy, we work this out through telling stories. I love, you know, Jesus always has amazing stories. And, and the Lord, through the Bible, tells us the stories of all of his children, each one different and unique with a different set of strengths and weaknesses. And so we have stories for our girls, special stories about each of them, how it was that we arrived at, at, at their name, how the Lord led us to that, the day that they were born, what, you know, what happened the day that they were born. Um, and their baptism stories are so very unique and special, how they came to know the Lord. And this is really dear to my heart right now because my youngest just got baptized last um, Sunday. And I have to, oh. I'm just going to give you a little insight here. It's, Eric and I are very hesitant to allow our girls to be baptized at a young age. We really wanted them to wait till they were in the double digits so that they would remember it, so they would own it. Well, Faithy, um, she's been wanting to be baptized since she was about five or six. Well, she's now seven. And I was asking the Lord, would you show me the relationship that she has? And so we were finishing praying one night, getting ready for bed. And we finished praying, and I opened my eyes, and tears are just streaming down this child's face. And I say, I said, Faith? And she says, Mama, 
do you know how much Jesus loves us? He loves us so much. And I'm sorry I get teary-eyed when I talk about this, but she says, he loves us so much, Mama, so much. And I said, yes, baby, he does. He, He just loves us so much. And she goes, no, Mama, so much. Oh, yeah. And... Getting to see that her heart was beating with Mm -hmm. that heart of Christ, that she was beginning to understand the depth of his love for us and being able to feel that. I told Eric, she's ready. We have got to do this. We have got to do this. And so it was amazing. And, And so she did just finally get baptized last Sunday. Oh, what a precious Story. Oh, I miss that. Do Katie, you, you all have memor- do you all commemorate that baptism in any particular way after the girls? Did, did Eric uh, participate in the baptism? So Faithy wanted her daddy to baptize her. Now each baptism has been unique. The oldest, the pastor, did it. The my, my our middle child. Um, the power team, I don't know if you know Sergeant yes. Rock from yes. the power team, he baptized her. And our youngest, Faithy, really wanted Eric to baptize her. Now, we do what's called a baptism blessing book. So when we go to church, we have a special book that we have purchased. And so we put in there, for example, Faith's baptism blessings. And as everybody oh. comes into the church, we have them sign that book <sighs> and write a blessing in there for that girl. And so I can't tell you how the girls cherish these books, and they go through and read these baptism blessings that all these people have written in. And, of course, you know, we invite all their friends to come to the baptism, and it's just how a fun exciting. time. You need to write an article for the Good News Journal about that. That is a concept that that could be transferable. Now, mm-hmm. see, there, here is the perfect marriage of legacy and heritage, right. mm-hmm. where the heritage is the things they remember, mm-hmm. the things that we pass down in our in our line, family, family that's unique in every family. When we started this this series, that was exactly what we wanted to pull out. There's no two families mm. that are alike, and there's a reason for that because families are made by God mm. uniquely with a particular promises and particular plan and the presence of God. And what a precious story that you have just uh, drawn out for, for all your girls. Uh, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about uh, a little bit about marriage and how our children know we're in love with God and one another <laughs> right after these messages, this love talk on the word. <laughs> Good morning, I am Cindy Vonna. Love talking at the beautiful blessed KLGO, the word, 1490 AM, True Talk Radio. Reminding you that we're streaming live at klgo.net. You can also catch the audio portion of this program at lovetalknetwork.com. Kathy, the, the blessing book about baptism that you 
talked to us about in the, in the idea of that we, our lives are captured in stories because that's what Jesus did was he told stories. I so believe in that. As a matter of fact, I've been, the Lord asked me to come through and rewrite the story of my life in segments from his mm-hmm. point of view. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, as you were telling that, I, I could completely uh, appreciate that. You know, as we we're going to cover three principles today, not in not in depth. I didn't get to drill <laughs> like I, Sergeant Cindy wanted to do. But let's talk a little bit about principle two: God's hand over us in marriage. And we're we're talking about families overall in this adventure that we're on with God. We're not talking about the legacy of the law. But legacy of love, which is really the adventure. It's like it's like discovering, a constant discovering mm. of the heart of God, the universe, the creator. Um, let me ask you this. How do your children know that uh, you and Eric love one another and love each other? Because after all, the foundation of made in the image of God and then when he says, love your husbands and wives and you'll leave your father, it is all about healthy relationships. How do your children get a picture of healthy relationships? Uh, that's a good question. You know, Eric Not and perfect relationship. Yes, and I will tell you that's interesting because um, Eric and I, we joke a lot. There's a lot of laughter in our family because he is so funny. I will tell you. Any girl will fall in love with a guy who will keep her laughing. And for the last 18 years, he just has kept me laughing. And so we seldom disagree or or argue. We have fun. We play baseball in the backyard with the girls, and we joke together. And, um, you know, I get my kiss before he leaves when he goes to work, and I get my kiss when he comes home. And, you know, one day going to church, Eric and I were disagreeing about something, Mm -hmm. and we were kind of talking, and I felt strongly about something, and he felt strongly about something. And I said, well, then we're just going to have to do it your way, I suppose, because as our family works, he's the man. He's accountable mm-hmm. to God. Mm-hmm. If I cannot sway him to my way, then right. I have to submit to his. <laughs> if we, we make our appeal. <laughs> and if our appeal we does, appeal, right. Right. And so the girls, there was, I said, okay, I guess we'll just have to do it your way. And the girls said, uh, my oldest spoke up in the back, and she goes, um, Mommy and Daddy, are, are you going to get a divorce? And we started laughing because we said, what? And they said, well, you're fighting. We said, oh, no, baby, this isn't fighting. This We're just disagreeing about something. But they had never heard us disagree or, you know, and we thought, wow, that wasn't even heated. You thought that was bad. We have, you know, my gosh, we've seen other couples that have done a whole lot worse. And it was so neat because we thought, well, it's healthy for our girls to see us disagree, to see us talk through it and to see on you know how we arrive in the end that you know mommy submits to daddy and his you know in the end he decides and so it was a real eye-opener for us to you know make sure that we do allow our girls to see us disagree from time to time and how do they how do you communicate to them the importance of honor purity and the covenant of marriage are they they to that age yet where they ask questions about marriage? What does it mean when you go up that up that aisle? 
Well, we've been to several weddings because they love to watch weddings and they see it's still very much the prince and the princess uh-huh. to them. Um, as far as the long life, long uh, adventure, they don't quite grasp that. But if you ask any of my girls, what is the first thing you want in a husband? They will tell you without a pause that he loves Jesus. And they know, so they know that when they are looking for a man who is going to love them with with all of his heart, he has to love the Lord with all of his heart first in order to be a good husband. And um, so we, as far as talking about purity, it, we haven't quite gotten there Mm -hmm. yet. I mean, they, they pretty much, that is, you know, it being so young, they are pretty much still at that stage oh, where. Oh, yes. Well, their hearts, and they're innocent, and mm-hmm. their hearts are pure. And you know, when you introduce, this is the difference between the world's concept of education and the real training up of a child, which is you don't want to introduce concepts bef- that actually can take that purity, that innocence, mm-hmm. and the naivete mm-hmm. and introduce concepts that they really don't need to be exposed to. Oh, I will tell you, this whole Chick-fil-A thing mm-hmm. was the perfect opportunity for us to be able to share why does your people say negative things about Chick-fil-A. And so it was a perfect grounds for us to be able to discuss with our girls that the world sees marriage and relationships differently, that some in the world see that as very differently, that they think it is okay for a boy to be with a boy and call it marriage and a girl to be with a girl and call it marriage. But we have to look at things through the Lord's eyes and what does the Lord see? He may see two people being in relationship together, but he is not going to bless that and call it a holy matrimony. And um, and we want to lead lives that seek after the Lord and 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 His hand of blessing as well. Mm. Evelyn, I want you to ask Kathy. We're going to move into if we're in our closing minutes. We're talking about you know there uh, what's on the heart and minds of many parents right now are are that they're preparing their children for school. They're preparing their children. For the world. Kathy, we talked a little bit before we came into the studio about the importance of, of equipping your children to be able to think on their yes. own. Ellen, what, what is it that you'd like to ask Kathy about children, the future, blessing the nation and education? Well, see, um, of course, Kathy, your ch- your girls are in a Christian school, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay. The thing that, that, uh, we homeschooled our youngest son because he is like I. He is dyslexic, and um, we had some very special uh, instruction for him and had a, a professor at the University of Texas who took him on as a project through the dyslexia program in the state of Texas. Uh, so his his education was so different from our oldest son, but preparing Danny, our youngest son, to go out in the world was a challenge that I just felt so overwhelmed by Mm. because we controlled the environment. Before we moved to Austin, we lived on a ranch. If they went anywhere and they were about the age of your children, we took them. We controlled everything in their life. What are you doing and what in the educational process do you see happening today to prepare your girls to go into the world outside of the comfort zone of Christianity? 
And I think there's two things as parents that we really need to do. First, we have got to see that we are accountable before the Lord for their spiritual upbringing. That is not the pastor's responsibility. It is not the youth pastor's responsibility. That is our responsibility. Now, finding a good church with a good a youth program to get them engaged in, that's like hiring a, a spiritual tutor. I mean, it's just a wonderful thing. But again, the, mo- the mother and the father are the ones who the Lord holds accountable for their mm-hmm. spiritual upbringing. So having uh, that in the home as a focus is so important. And the second thing is teaching them to think just to be able to think logically. I think a mm-hmm. lot of people perceive Christians that we've just oh, kind yeah. of uh, programmed. Yes, and we don't really think through this marvelous, amazing, wonderful uh, God. We we just, you know, we, people just can't imagine that he is as wonderful and amazing mm-hmm. and, uh, and present and active as he truly is. And so they think, well, they, they just really don't know what they're talking about. Well, I think we do, and we experience it, and we need to train our children to think through things logically and make logical arguments. So rather than just feeding them Scripture, feeding them the Ten Commandments, feeding them the rules of Christianity, it just letting asking them provoking questions you know when we were talking about life earlier and how important that is well when they you you know when your son or daughter sees a pregnant woman asking them well do you think god sees that baby we can't see that baby do you think god oh. sees that baby well now who is making that baby and is that baby important to God? And at what point do you think that baby is important to God? Because the children, in their innocence, they see things very clearly. Mm-hmm. And when we are, I, I, so many times, Cindy, Evelyn, I've been asking my girls questions, and their insights are so profound that I see things through a whole new light. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as they're growing up, giving them the skills, um, Uh, to be able to logic through this and come to their own conclusions about the Lord. If they seek him, they will arrive at him. Thank you, Kathy. It's been wonderful having you today. And um, we would say to you as you're listening today that, you know, this probably sounds like a dreamland. But in Ephesians 3.20, it says God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us. His spirit deeply and gently within us. We pray today that this week, if you do not know the power of his presence that we've talked about, that you'll come to know that in a real and a glorifying way. This has been Love Talk on the Word. This is Juan Martinez letting you know that Love Talk has been brought to you by The Word, True Talk Radio, 1490 AM, as well as Love Talk's partnering sponsors, Ellison Salazar, Casa Mechanical Services, Ray Gardner Triad Ministries, Hill Country Landscape, First Baptist Church Pflugerville, and The Good News Journal.